Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast, where busy women leaders come and get the tips, tools, and techniques that they need from myself and my guests to create more success with less sacrifice in their leadership and life. And I'm very excited because today I have my good friend, Marie Chanisi Everett here with me on the podcast. And Marie and I have been friends for, it seems like ages, and I'm excited for her to come and share her wisdom. So before we get into that, let me share just a little bit about Marie so that you can get to know her before she comes on. So Marie is the Managing Director and Chief Marketing Officer at DTCC, which is the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation. Um, She is the Global Marketing and Corporate Communications. She oversees that. Global Corporate Image, Positioning, Branding, Business Marketing, Public Relations, Employee and Client Communications, Digital Marketing, Client Learning, It goes on and on, as well as client events for DTCC. So one busy lady. And she also oversees the Tampa day-to-day operations of the Tampa office in Florida. So in addition to that, she has served on the Tampa Bay Economic Development Council in the past, and she still serves as a board member. She is on the board of Feeding Tampa Bay. She has served for University of Tampa this woman goes and goes and goes. But in addition to that, she has been named as Markets Media, Women in Finance, Excellence in Marketing and Communications, Top 100 Women to Watch by Biz Women, and the Tampa Bay Journal Women's Business, or sorry, Woman of the Year for Financial Services. So Marie is a petite person with a huge huge heart and gives back to her community as well as people that she knows and love. And I'm, I'm happy to be one of them. So Marie, welcome to the podcast and thank you for taking time out of your extraordinarily busy schedule to be here. Thank you, Debbie. It's an honor. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And I am uh, thrilled that you asked me to join you today. I uh, have the benefit of getting to watch you and your guests and it feels great to now be one of your guests appearing on the podcast. Well, Marie, you have been such an inspiration to me and support. You have been one of the biggest supporters in me starting my business. And as a a woman in a primarily male-dominated field, financial services, I would love for you to share some more about your background and what got you to where you are today. Sure. Well, I started very early in financial services. I was in high school and I started as a summer intern back when there were physical securities. And I worked in the Merrill Lynch Securities Vault for a number of summers during high school. And then I continued as an intern while I was in college. So after college, it was only natural for me to start my career at Merrill. And it was where I actually grew my career. I worked in many different areas across the business. 
I ultimately ended up running employee communications for the company and taking on additional responsibilities when Bank of America acquired Merrill in 2008. So I cut my teeth and I would say probably the common element, and you did mention that it was a male-dominated industry, and there's no doubt, particularly earlier in my career, I worked with and for men, and there were not many women, um, particularly in leadership roles. But the few women that were there, it was very important to watch what made them successful. And I think there was a common thread in all of those women. They made sure that they worked harder than anybody around them. Um, and I think that that's table stakes even today. And I don't think gender um, comes into it. I think an element of success and an element of growing your career, and it ultimately is table stakes, is you really have to work hard. Um, and it does require sacrifice. There's nothing that is given to you. You have to really earn it. And I think you talk to folks sometimes and they ask, you know, I really want to work and to grow in my career, but it's important for me to have whatever else it is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for men and women to understand what it is that they want and to recognize that there is an element of sacrifice involved and you can't have everything, but it's important to preserve those things that are the things that you don't sacrifice no matter what. So it's really important to have a good understanding of who you are and what's important to you because you're constantly being asked to make sacrifices and you're constantly having to juggle. But it's important to know those things that no matter what, have to remain, can't be sacrificed. And it's interesting. And we're going to go there in just a little bit, but you know, it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, this whole podcast is about creating more success, but with less sacrifice. And, and I am absolutely with you on that, that there is no such thing as having everything. You know, if you want to try to focus on everything, then it's, it's in little increments that really don't have an impact, but that to your point, when you understand who you are, what is really important to you, you make an educated decision about what it is you're doing and why. Yes, it's a sacrifice, but it's not like it's someone or something that is taking something away from you. It, it is you making a choice as to direction and knowing what it's going to take to, to go into that direction. So I love that. And I would ask you next, you know, success means something different to everyone. Not everybody we're all individual, you know, we're, we're all have different lives. We're in different phases of our lives. And so it's interesting because, you know, we all are different individuals. We have different areas of our, our life. We're in different stages, different things are happening. So what is your definition of success? So Miriam Webster, here's Marie, you get to define this success. What does that mean to you? No, I've had different definitions of success at different points in my career. And I think it's natural that your definition is going to evolve as your career evolves. So the way I would answer that today is being able to have an impact to my organization and to my community and a positive impact and being able to see that impact. And I think as I have grown my career and I've you know, gotten to the role that I'm in today, it's wonderful to know that the role that I play actually contributes to the success of the organization. 
And when I see that, when I see the results of the things that I do having that impact, I, I would say that's when I've achieved success. Okay. I love that. And meaning and impact come up for a lot of people. And it's also interesting. I'd, I'd love for I'd love your opinion on making an impact outside the organization. And so you are very passionate and giving to your community. How important is that to you? And what is your opinion about the importance of that for other women, whether aspiring leaders or already in leadership to, to rise in their positions? There's ways to give back to your community and to others in big and small ways. And I am really passionate about this. I think it's so important to pay it forward. Now, when I was earlier in my career, when I had a young family, I didn't have time to give back and to contribute in the way that I have time to do it today. But I'm also in a different place in my career. So I also feel that I'm at a point where I should be paying it forward. I have more to give. And I think it's really a responsibility as women leaders, as leaders to do that. So I spend a lot of time mentoring other women and other professionals, men and women, that it may be earlier in their career, sharing lessons learned, talking about things that I experience that might be helpful to them as they grow in their careers. I also think it's important to give back to the community. And the passion that I have is giving back to those that are food insecure. And I've seen, particularly over the last two years with the pandemic, that this is something that maybe previously I would have thought hit certain populations of people or certain demographics. And what I've come to learn is that every one of us is one decision or one situation away from needing help. And I came across many people over the last two years that are just like me or just like my family who have either had illness or who have job loss and all of a sudden are faced with difficult choices. Do I pay my electric bill or do I put food on the table? You know, do I pay the medical bills for my children or do I put food on the table? And I've been involved with a wonderful organization called Feeding Tampa Bay that you've mentioned. And it's really been wonderful to share my business experience with them, but also my personal time and give back to the community in that, in that way. It's important for me to give back to the community where I live and work. And so I think you don't have to give as much time as I'm able to give now. There's lots of little ways to do that. So I definitely encourage all leaders to do that in the way that's meaningful for them. Well, and I appreciate you modeling that. And I remember earlier on in the pandemic, having that conversation about, oh my goodness, you know, I didn't anticipate this, looking at the cars coming through, looking at the people coming through who need assistance. And you know that they never thought they would have imagined themselves in that situation of, of requiring that assistance. And, you know, I also believe, you know, in giving back, in, in paying it forward. And I agree that it depends on where you're at in your life. You know, our children are about the same age and, you know, so we're in a different place. We've got more flexibility of time and, you know, for us to be able to do that in this point in our lives, yes, also serves, you know, the community and the organizations that we serve, but it serves as a visual reminder or almost a, a modeling of, of this is what you can do and how it can be. No matter, no matter the increment and 
fulfillment doesn't come in just one area of life. And so being able to give back to community, things that pull at your heart. And so thinking about the things, you know, for those of you in the audience that are important to you, you know, what are you passionate about? And is there a way you can tie that passion in with some of the perhaps nonprofits in the, in the area? You know, Marie said she shares her, her business experience. You know, she's, she's got a lengthy resume. She's got a lot of experience and skills. And so that's another way to give back. And, and Marie does so with organizations in Tampa. And I do also with Athena International. And so if you are in the Florida market around Tampa, check out feedingtampabay.org, I believe. And some of the programs that they have available, find a way to get involved. And for me, athenainternational.org, honoring, developing, and supporting women leaders. If that's something that pulls on your heartstrings, I would love for you to go there and see how you can become involved with that as well. So Marie, let me ask you, because it, it's been a, a long and storied career moving from New York to Tampa. What lessons have you learned along the way? What are some of the big things that have showed up? And it's kind of like, ah, okay. Now, and I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and it's come up as I've been talking and mentoring other folks in the organization. And I think it's really important as a leader to understand what your superpower is. Mm. And as women in particular, we often focus on those things that we have to do better, our development needs. If I invest a little bit more time here, I can strengthen this or I can acquire this skill. What we don't often spend a lot of time thinking about is what is that thing that is uniquely me? That's my superpower that makes me extraordinary at what I do. And I think it's really important to understand that and understand how you can leverage that superpower and also when you shouldn't leverage that superpower because you know there's two sides of that coin. It can work for you and it can work against you and you have to know how to, um, how to use it. I would say that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. I mean, there's certainly you know, many others across, across my career, but that's probably one of the bigger ones that I think it's important for women. So let me to- ask. What yeah. is your superpower? You know, I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> Which, you know, so I sort of hesitated for a second. I'm like, should I go there? Which I know she's going to ask me. But um, what, you know, look, there's a lot of things that we all do well. But I would say the thing that my superpower and the best way to describe it is I am an iron fist in a velvet glove. I was and hoping that phrase was going to come up. <laughs> and 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 yes. That is, that is just who I am. I am tough when I need to be tough. I can deliver strong messages in a firm but artful way. And I'm really good. If I really feel that something is important to negotiate or get done, I can go after it. So that's what my superpower is. It's probably been honed over many years, (laughs) and I'm sure I haven't always been good at it. I've gotten kicked in the butt a few times, but you know, if you have an inkling of what you're really good at, it's important to invest time to get better at it, to get great at it, because that's the thing that's going to distinguish you. It's not the many multiple skills that you could develop or might have. It's the one thing that really makes you the best candidate for the job or the role that you want. And that's the thing that you have to make sure people understand about you and see the benefit of, you know, by having you in a particular role. Yeah. And, and that, you know, so my superpower is clarity, right? For some reason, I don't know why I can see patterns in things. I can take a jumble of something and, and be able to separate it out or find a system. 
And I, I believe it is hugely important to figure out what your superpower is because it, it is your competitive advantage. It is absolutely what you can le leverage in whatever is, is next for you. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, my son, Mitch, he called me this week. I love it when he calls mom for advice and guidance, and it is a position that he is looking to put a bid in on. And, and we had this conversation and I'm like, okay, you know, you, there's the skills and responsibilities of, of the, the job. And he had a discussion with the hiring manager, which is great. I said, Mitch, what is it that you bring to the table? You know, how, what is it that you can explain to them that with me in this position is how it's a benefit to you and our organization and, and, you know, being able to look at it that way. And so in the case of Mitch, and I'll mention this as an example in case it resonates with anybody else is that, you know, he's in IT and, you know, he can understand complex, you know, IT projects, definitions, et cetera, but he's also a people person. I mean, Mitch could make friends with a wall. Those two together is his superpower because he can connect with whomever he's having a conversation with. He can take the complex and distill it down into something that's consumable. So, you know, using that to your advantage. So for people who are listening, it could be that you're really great with relationships. You know, you have that ability to connect with people and make them feel welcome and special. Well, that absolutely ties into retention and engaging employees and, you know, helping to build culture in an organization. So don't look, don't think it's, oh, that's, that's not much. So according, you know, to Marie's point, explore it because it is something that you can leverage. So Marie, I'm also curious, and you mentioned this at the beginning, you travel, well, pre-pandemic, you traveled a lot, mm -hmm. personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. I mean, you and Tim just take some amazing vacations and we're traveling a lot for work. And albeit that is slowed down a little bit, but at some point it could ramp back up moment it has slowed down to a complete halt. So I think it will resume. I don't expect it to resume to the level that it did. And I also realized that yeah, it doesn't need to resume to the level that it did. Mm -hmm. So certainly one of the lessons, you know, of the pandemic and, you know, clearly, you know, we're having this conversation via Zoom and, and using yeah. technology. So I think there is a place for travel and it's important to connect interpersonally with people, but it's not the only way to conduct business. And I do think that that helps with work-life balance and that will help me, you know, do other things that previously I wasn't able to invest time in because I was on the road so much. You were. So, and you talked about balance, you brought balance up. So what are the things that are most important to you and that you protect at all costs? You know, yeah. you're considering, you know, travel, your work schedule, you know, giving back in the community, what are the things that you protect? Well, you know, balance actually probably is not the answer that I'm, gonna, I'm going to give. And I think balance and balance in people's lives, you know, it, it varies, you know, what's balanced to me may be, may be different to somebody else. But the thing that I protect first and foremost is always kind of being true to myself and we will always come across a situation in our careers that something just doesn't feel right for whatever reason. And you may feel like you're compromising something or you are 
giving up a little bit too much in order to achieve something. And that's really where I kind of draw a firm line. Um, There's a certain line and I just know what it is and I don't step over it. So I think it's always being true to myself and making sure that, you know, what I believe and my values are always preserved no matter what, because that's what you have to live with at the end of the day. And some days you just have to accept on the balance point that your life is going to be out of balance. And, you know, as you grow your career and as you invest in starting a new business, as you did, I know you know that for firsthand experience, there are days when your life is out of balance because you are putting so much into this one thing that these other things have to, you know, maybe not get as much attention as you'd like, but you can't ever cross that line when, when you are putting, you know, a, a time or effort or energy into um, this one, this one thing. Uh, this one other thing, you know, and, and balance harmony. I mean, sometimes I think bal- balance is hard. Balance mm-hmm. is hard. So sometimes I say harmony, but one of the metaphors that I use is kind of like, cooking on a stove. I mean, some things need to be on a high burner and other things need to go on the back and simmer. And it's not that you turn it off, but it's just that, you know, you're putting it somewhere so you can pay attention to something else and that it it moves depending on what phase that you're in. Because if you turn everything on high, you just, everything burns. And that's, that's not good either. (laughs) That's not good either. Yeah. So outside of work, what area of life do you feel that you're strongest in? You know, generally we consider family, we consider relationships, we consider spirituality or health and fitness. Is there an area of life outside of work that you're like, yeah, I've got this going on. I've got my, my hands around that. It's, it's probably family. And I would say that that is my core. That's where I get my strength from. And obviously over the last you know couple of years, none of us spent enough time with our families, or maybe some of us spent too much time with our families depends <laughs> on your situation. But in my case, you know, I didn't see, you know, some of my family members for a really long period of time. And, you know, I recognize how important that is. So that's where I've, you know, really struck balance or harmony is making sure that I'm investing and putting that first and foremost because that's important right now. I have aging parents, um, yeah. you know, I have siblings. So we make sure we get together for the holidays and at important times. Um, so and what are some of your best it. practices around that with family and making sure that, you know, they're the main thing, keeping them yeah, front and just, center. just making time, you know, just making the time, you know, and because we live in different places, you know, making sure that we carve out time to, you know, go visit for the holidays. And in some cases, it might not be on the holiday, you pick a day, but Mm -hmm. time where we're all together, because that's what's important. So it's not necessarily the day, it's about picking the day to celebrate and convene and be together. So it's really just creating the time and, and holding that sacred. Nice, very nice. So Marie, any last words of wisdom that you would like to share with the audience or how people can find you or connect with you. You can find me on LinkedIn. Please do connect with me, reach out, message me. I'm happy if I can offer help in any way, but I would just say, you know, my last words are be good to yourself. It's so important to recognize how good you are and take a moment to really remember what that superpower is 
Make sure you know it, make sure you invest in it and use it to your advantage. Yes, absolutely. It's something that you can leverage. So Marie, thank you so much for being here today. And I will have notes about how you can connect with Marie on LinkedIn, as well as the rest of her bio. If there's anything that you want to connect with her on, I appreciate each of you being here today. Marie, I appreciate you being here today. And I look forward Thank to getting you for together having you. me. It was an honor. And until the next time, here is wishing all of you the clarity that you deserve. Be good to yourself and have a great day. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.